I love the times in which we're living. These are exciting and, and these are challenging times in which we live in, in our culture. I, I, I believe right now more than ever before that we as, as the church of Jesus Christ have an incredible opportunity before us to, to see a move of God across our nation in a mighty and powerful way. It's exciting for me. Because I look and I still see that there are people all around us that are dazed and confused. There are, there are people that are still hurting and, and, and searching for hope. And we possess that. We have that. And that's a challenge for us as well because it seems like it's more and more difficult. Right? When all the bad things are happening in our world around us today, it just seems like, hey, what's the use? Why don't we just throw in the towel and just give up and just wait for Jesus to return? Not going to happen in this house. We're, we're, we're going to continue to reach out. And that's what I love about churches that are, that are recognizing this in our country today as, as exciting and challenging times. And, and, and we hear in the church of Jesus Christ today that this idea that we're teaching our people to, to live on mission. We throw out this phrase missional. And, 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 and what does that mean? When, when, when a church says that they're teaching their people to, to live on mission and to, to, to be missional, what they're doing is they're challenging their people to think about and pray about ways that, that they can engage their communities and people around them with the good news of who Jesus Christ is. And is that what our country needs today or what? We, 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 we need that. And if you're here today and you're hurting and you're struggling and you're hopeless, I, I, I just want to let you know we, we have an answer and his name is, is, is Jesus. And I'm glad that you're here today. And I pray that it's his presence that you experience more than anything else. But, but this idea of, of challenging you guys and, and, and thinking about ways and praying about ways to, to live amongst your, your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers and your classmates and, and those that are on the stage with you or on the athletic field, those that you work. I mean, how can we engage them with the good news of Jesus Christ? Listen, I'm all about, and I think it's good for us to think about, and I think it's great for us to pray about those opportunities. But at some point, here's the deal. There comes a time for action. It's, it's good to think about it and about ways that we can engage people with the gospel. It's good to even pray about opportunities. But at some point, some point, we need to do something with it. Are you with me? That, that, that it's, and I believe that it's time for us today. And that's why we've kind of added this sermon on because I shared something a few weeks ago and it just broke my heart. It's all like, we, 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 we need to unpack that a little bit more. It's time for us to bear witness. It's time for us to get out and to tell others the difference that Jesus has made in our lives. If we believe that Jesus still makes a difference, if we still believe that he's worth talking about, right? Uh, two weeks ago, I preached a sermon on, on, on the church and, 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 and here's, listen, churches should grow. You know that, right? I believe that, 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 that God's desires for every church to be a growing church. We, we, we pray for, for churches here around our community. We believe that 1910, that we're just one, one small blip on God's big map of, of what he's doing. And, and we pray for a move of God in churches all across our, our city and our area and around this, this nation and, and the globe. Listen, God desires that all churches grow. And, 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 and when I think about church growth today, here, here's how most churches are growing. They're growing by something that we call within the church, we, we call it transfer growth. 
What that means is that mo- mo- most churches are growing because there's, there's one church attender or believer at another church leaving that church and moving to another church. It's called transfer. They, they, they've transferred from one place of worship to, to, to another, right? That's, that's transfer growth. And there are many, many reasons why there's transfer growth and why people leave churches. You got people like the, the Gross Lewises that are, that are moving to Colorado. I, I still don't get why they still can't make it back on Sundays to <laughs> Southwest Airlines, a company plane, you know, get, but... But, but I get that. God moves people. Some people transfer from one church to another because uh, uh, they, they, they like to be entertained. And if there's a church down the road that does a better job of entertaining me and, you know, they, 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 they sing the songs I like, well, I'm going to go to that. When there's, some people transfer from one church to another. Let's just face it. They leave mad. They leave upset. They get their feelings hurt in some form or fashion. Listen, the church is made up of human beings and, 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 and we're not perfect. If you, if you hang out with us at 1910, you're going to find that we're really jacked up at this house, but that's why I like it. Cause I'm talking to my peeps, right? We're, we're all messed up. We're all flawed. And, but, but, but sometimes we get hurt at one church and we leave that one and we just, oh, we're going to transfer to another. I get that. So sometimes people transfer from one church to another because you, you like the programs at the church down the street. They, they do a better job with this or that, or they offer this and and so, you know, my, my church doesn't. And so I'm just going to, well, I'm just going to transfer to that. Some, some people leave a church and transfer to another church because, well, well maybe they, 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 they think, oh, I could go to that church. And man, there's a leadership role and a position for me. You know, I'm going to come over and hostile take over the pulpit. I'm going to become the pastor. I'm a plumber right now, but I'm going to preach next Sunday. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, transfer growth. That, that, that's how this is going to be real. That's how most churches in America are growing today. Now, now, now I share with you that, 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 that Jesus desires that, that, that churches should grow. But can I just, I want to let you know the secret to church growth. I, I want to let you know what, what I believe is the biblical model for, for church. Churches should grow because more people are coming to faith in Jesus Christ. I'm just telling you, find me a church that is a witnessing church. Find me a church where the people are just eat up with Jesus that are out there in the community living for Jesus and talking about Jesus. Find me that church where those people, and, and, and I'm telling you, I'll show you a church that's, that's, that's on the up, that's on the uptick, upswing, whatever. They're, 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 they're growing. Are you with me there? They're, they're, they're out. Listen, I believe that that's how churches grow. Churches don't grow based on the pastor or the music style or the programs or what have you, the building. Listen, no, they they, they grow because people are out there sharing their faith about what Jesus uh, has done in in, in their lives. You know, we looked at a couple of weeks ago the, the, the poster church. We have poster child. This is the poster church, the Acts 2 church, right? And we love to look at the Acts 2 church, the kind of when, when the church exploded and, and, and comes on the scene in scripture. And, and we read in Acts chapter 2 some of the things that they were all about. You know, they, they gathered together in the temple daily. We're thinking about bringing that back this year that we're going to have worship every Sunday, right? They did that, and, and, and they, they loved it so much that they, they would leave there and go to people's, each other's houses, and, and they would hang out together. They would share a meal together. They would take communion together in, in those homes. But, but we read about in the Acts 2 church that, that they also 
Signs and wonders and miracles were happening amongst them. And they were telling people, but, but they, they, they sold their possessions. They sold their stuff and gave to everyone. You, you read that in, in, in Acts chapter two, do you not? You, you, you read that. But I'm just gonna tell you, the, the, the reason the Acts two church exploded and grew so fast was not because people were selling their stuff and, and giving their money away. It grew because they were telling people about the difference Jesus had made in their lives. Are you with me there? I mean, we can have a garage sale and give, give our crap away. We can, but that's not a true sign of, of, of church health and church growth. What, what, what happened in Acts 2 was that, that even though their lives were in danger and in jeopardy, that they continued to, to tell about a risen Savior. They, they, they told the story about this rabbi named Jesus who, who, who spoke all these things, who performed miracles, and, and they, they put themselves out there and they bore witness. You know what a witness is, right? A witness does what? Tells everything that they have seen or experienced, right? And that's what's happening in the book of Acts. Read it sometimes. It is awesome. But, but, but these people in Acts, the church is exploding because they're sharing their faith. The church is exploding because of a move of the Holy Spirit on them. They were eat up with him. And it couldn't stop. Hey, you can threaten us with your lives, but, 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 but Peter says, we will not stop telling. We will not stop telling what we've seen and what we've heard. Ordinary men, unschooled, they just bore witness. They, they were telling the faith story. They were sharing their faith. Guys, listen, what grows a church is not its building. It's not its latest fad. What grows a church is obedience. And when the people within this building are obedient to the things that God calls them to do, that's when church growth will take place. It's not based on who the pastor is in the pulpit or who the worship leader is or, or what style or who they sing. I love that new Josh Baldwin song, by the way. Let the redeemed, Psalm 107, verse two. You're gonna see that in a few minutes. Get the tattoo this week on your arm. It's awesome, it'll do you great. But what grows a church is when the people in the body become obedient to the things that God's called them to do. Today in this room alone, this room will have 1,100 of us in this room. Can you imagine if all of us became obedient to this idea of bearing witness and telling other people what Jesus had done for us? Schaefer Brook, that means you. This week, sharing with someone what Jesus has done in your life. Mason, that's you in Austin, Texas. Represent Austin. Is it still weird? It's still weird. Keep it. No, but, but it's you and Ann. By the way, welcome home. Welcome home. Um, class of 06. Yeah. Great football run in the playoffs that year, right? <laughs> Fell a little short, Mace. Sorry. Weren't you number 40? Were you number 44? 30, 34, yeah. I remember. Anyway, uh, where was I going? Help me out. Oh, can you imagine what would happen if all of us were obedient to this thing that Jesus had commanded us to do? He's called us to bear witness. He's called us to tell his story. He's called us to, 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 to share with others, but we're not doing so well. Here's, here's what drove this sermon today. Two weeks ago when I was speaking on the church, I shared this statistic. Only 5% of the saved in the body of Christ ever share their faith story with someone else. 5%. It's not real good, is it? It's better than four, but it's not so good. Only 5% of us 
I, I found some other statistics that, that kind of share with how we're doing it. And, and by the way, it's, I mean, we turn on light bulbs and a found sign out front today uh, for people that, that are in darkness, but now they see the light and we activate. But, but for us, I, I just kind of looked at baptisms because to me, that's a great way to look and see Who's being saved? Who's following through and being obedient to the things that, that Jesus commands us to do? And, and the average ratio of, of, of it, it takes on average 19 members in a church to reach one person with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 19 to one, that's the average church. Those churches that are growing, those churches that are above average, churches that they label as average and booming. And by the way, about 2,500 to 3,000 churches a month close their doors. The average church baptizes only two people a year. But, but, but the churches that are growing, that, that ratio is 17 to one. I looked at our numbers for the last three years just to kind of see where we're at. We're, we're even better than that. We're... We're 15 to one, but, but, and, I, and I praise God for that. We're, we're baptizing at a clip of about 100 people per year. But, but, but I'm sitting there going, you know, I, I, I still look around and see empty seats today and I, I, I still see the hurt and pain in our city and I still see people that, that are trying to figure life out on their own and people that are living a life without the joy that Jesus can give them. And I'm going, you know, can, can we, what would happen? If the 1,100 of us today chose, say, you know what? I'm gonna share my faith story. I'm gonna bear witness to the transformation and the difference that Jesus has made in my life. That is, if he's changed anybody, if he's changed anybody in this room, what can we do? I found a, 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 some, some data that said back in 1993, You don't know, 1993, <laughs> that they surveyed people that had believers that had actually shared their faith. And 89% of them in 1993 said, it is our responsibility as the blood bought the redeemed, the sons and daughters, those that have been changed by the blood. It is our responsibility, 89%, it's our responsibility to share our faith with others. The statistic today drops 25 points to about 64% of us. 64% of us in this room today that say we believe in Jesus and there is no other name. It's powerful and it's beautiful. What a wonderful name. Listen, there's only about 64% of us that believe that it's our responsibility to share our faith with others. So if you will allow me this morning, can we look at the Bible? And can we maybe begin to see what Jesus' heart is in relation to this idea of, of witnessing this idea of, of evangelizing. Listen, I, I'm not talking about the, the, the spiritual gift or of evangelism or an office of evangelist. I, I'm just talking about every one of us that have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. We have a role to play in Jesus's opinion when it comes to, to telling his story. One, one of the most famous passages that, that we look at in times like this is found in that book of Acts chapter one, verse eight. Jesus has been crucified, he's, he's dead, he's buried, but he rises from the grave after how many days? Three, first service said six. No, that's creation, that's not resurrection. Easter's coming and we'll, we'll reiterate that later. But, um, but, but he rises and he begins to make his presence known. He reveals himself that I'm back to, to his followers, right? 
Um, and it's in, in one of these ex- in, encounters that Jesus says, hey, disciples, I want you guys to go in Jerusalem and I want you to wait because I'm gonna send someone that will come and, and, and through this advocate, through this, this counselor, through, through the power of him at work within you, you will do even greater things. And look what he says when, when they're gathered together. He, he, he gives them these words in 1.8 of Acts. He says, you will receive power. That word power in the Greek we, is, is taken from the word dunamis. It means dynamite, power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then look what he says. And you will be my what? Witnesses. You're going to be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, that's where you're gathered. In Judea and Samaria and literally to the ends of the earth. Jesus did not just promise this power, this dunamis to come upon the, the disciples just so that they could walk around and, you know, bullets and arrows fall off of them and fly off of them. No, he gave them this power so that they will continue to bear witness as to who he is. You're, you're receiving this power so that you will be my witnesses in, in, in your hometown here of Jerusalem. But I want you to go to the ends of the earth. And aren't you glad that they took God at his word and they continued? I mean, think about it. They could have packed it in after three years. Our leader is gone physically. He's not with us. What are we going to do now? I'm going to go back to fishing. I'm going to go back to tax collecting. I think my wife has some, some home improvement projects for me to do, was probably what another one said, right? But yet they went and they waited and the power came upon them. And we read throughout the book of Acts, the incredible things that the power of the spirit upon them was able to accomplish through them. They witnessed. They told the Jesus story everywhere they went. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20 is a passage that we oftentimes in settings like this refer to as the great commission. It's that great calling, that great charge that Jesus has for us. It's written in red in my Bible means he said it, right? I'm so glad whoever created that came up with it. I mean, why not turquoise or fuchsia? I don't know, but in red, the blood. That's what it, the blood, come on. Y'all know the blood changes things, right? Jesus says these words in Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But even in that great challenge, that great sending, that great commission, we find these words from our leader, Jesus. Guys, listen, I want you to go. And I want you to teach. I want you to disciple. I want you to tell. I want you to baptize. But it's a going. Listen, Jesus is looking at us as the saved. And he's saying, listen, go bear my witness. Tell others. Go to the ends of the earth. And I look back in the book of Exodus. And in Exodus chapter seven through 12, we, we find the story of Moses and, and Aaron going to mighty Pharaoh who, who, had, who, had, who had kept the children of Israel in slavery for years. And God saying, Moses, I want you and Aaron to go. And listen, I'm gonna give you some words I want you to speak on my behalf. And Moses, I want you to go and do this. And Moses, if you will do what I tell you to do, listen, it's gonna happen. 
My people will be set free. He, he may not listen the first time, but Moses go to, and I love what it says in, 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 in Exodus 7, verse 6. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. I wonder where we're at today in the church of Jesus Christ. Are we doing those things that Jesus has commanded us to do? Are we? Are we, are we being witnesses where he's planted us? Are we going to the ends of the earth and teaching and discipling and baptizing in the name? Are we following through and doing these things that he has commanded us to do? 5% of us are. And I know that there are many reasons why we don't witness. So some of us here this morning, we're just afraid to. There, 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 there's fear within us. You, you've never done it before, but, 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 and so you're maybe a little afraid to do it. Well, I mean, hey, there was, you've done things that, I mean, you've tried new things before and you have to overcome that fear, right? I get that. So some of us are, are afraid that, that if we bear witness, Jason, if I tell people about Jesus and what he's, listen, I'm afraid I might lose some, some friends over this. Really? If you... Why would a friend not be excited about a change and a transformation that's taking place in your life? Wouldn't they want to celebrate that with you? Now, I get it. I, I, I get it. I, I, I grew up across the street from, from, from a great friend. And all through middle school and all through high school, we spent just about every day together shooting baskets and listening to the Gap Band. You know that's a good day, isn't it? He knew that our family went to church. He knew that we prayed around the table. I think we even had a Christian fish on one of our vehicles, you know, to symbolize that we belong to Jesus, right? We're just hoping that it rubbed off. And, and guys, I'm telling you, I spent so many hours almost daily with this friend of mine. Not once, not once did I ever tell him about Jesus. And asked him, am I going to see you in heaven with me one day? Two years, three years, four years, five, six years. It was finally the seventh year. Praise God, the perfect number, seven. The seventh year, I was so eat up with it. And I remember coming home from college and sitting on the back porch, my mom's house. And, and I said, hey, bro, I, got, I need to ask you something. You, 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 you think you're going to be in heaven with me one day? Have you ever opened your mouth and borne witness as to who Jesus is? Have you ever asked those in your group, your neighbors, your colleagues, those on the athletic field or in the band hall, have you ever taken the time to ask them, hey, What's Jesus to you? Who is he? Have you borne witness? And, and I know that we live in a day and an age where it's about, hey, I'm just gonna become a friend to people. And, and, and I just want through my lifestyle to, 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 to bear witness. I mean, that, 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 that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but, but, but I'm just telling you, when it comes to sharing the gospel, Jesus is expecting us to open our mouths 
I'm not negating the fact that, hey, live a life of holiness and let people see a difference in you. But you've got to bear witness to that at some point. You just let them know that it's not some Zen master that you've found that you're trying to please. No, there's a savior that saved me. His name is Jesus and he can do it for you as well. What does Romans 10, 17 say? So, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes from what? Just modeling it, living it. No, Paul says it comes from hearing. Hearing the good news about Jesus Christ. Man, bearing witness. Now listen, I, we, we, we don't save people. I get it. God does that. He, 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 he saves us. But I, I'm just wondering, do, do, do we really understand that the message that we possess as believers is worth sharing? Do, 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 do we really believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? I love what Pastor Chach said in Psalm 107:2. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. He saved somebody. Have you told anybody that you've been saved? Aren't you thankful for that? Listen, I'm glad. I love to hear you guys sing, but you know what brings me greater joy is, is you going out this week. I, and, and by the way, on, on vacation, one of the greatest messages I get from, from somebody back home was, hey, I just got to tell you that, 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 that I, shared, I shared Jesus with, with a family member this week and he said yes. Are you kidding me? Come on. That's the greatest miracle. Someone says yes to Jesus. And I'm just wondering if there's anybody in this house, any redeemed in this house today that will be not ashamed, that will, will say something about it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God is the one who does the work of salvation, but he's looking to you to open your mouth and speak of him. I just wonder if we really believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, before you start amening and talking back to him and say, preach and waving that hanky, let me just challenge it with something. Here's the deal. You talk about things you really believe in. So some of y'all believe in a, in a sports team. And man, you display the colors and you talk about them and blah, blah, blah. Some of you believe in some new home improvement project you found on Pinterest. And you're going to talk about, some of y'all believe in, a, in, in, in some new diet program that you've spoken. Some of y'all believe in, uh, in what? You talk about things you really believe in, correct? You all said amen. Do you believe in Jesus enough? I want you to go back this week and just kind of rewind in your mind some of the conversations you've had. Did Jesus ever come up? Have you spoken about Jesus this week? Have you talked about, man, my kids are just killing it on the baseball field. Dude, I caught a fish this week that was massive. Dude, the weather, can you believe the weather? Y'all were posting, oh man, it's so nice to be outside. Christmas is coming. <laughs> I'm just looking for somebody to post about a difference that Jesus has made in their life. And to talk about how they once were lost, but now they're found. You, you will talk about things you really believe in. 
Do we really believe Jesus? Do we really believe that he is the hope of the world? Faith comes from hearing. And oh, remember what Paul said in Romans chapter one. He says this, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. Now listen, I know that for some of you today, you, 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 you came to church for just some sort of a feel good and man, I just need a little, little boost to get me over a hurdle I'm facing. And, and, and this has maybe not been the best Sunday for you to choose to come. This has kind of been a woe is us type of, 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 of sermon, hasn't it? I'm reminded of an Old Testament character by the name of of Amos. And Amos was was not necessarily a called and hold the office of prophet, but he was a man that was eat up with God and he was a man that was used by God in a mighty way. And Amos was was nothing special. In fact, Amos was, was probably a herdsman It's an old rustic, Old Testament character. Herdsman probably spent just about every day of his life gathering sycamore fruit. But yet when he looked and saw what was going on around him, he cried out, woe, woe to those in Zion who are taking it easy. It's interesting to me that Amos means burdened. And what you find when you read about these woes of Amos is that Amos began to see how the people of God were living in their lives of luxury, but had no concern about people all around them that were hurting. And he was burdened by that. He wasn't some educated prophet. He, 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 he wasn't from some great family. Amos just looked around at the people amongst him. And he was burdened by that. You see, I believe that that's what we need in the church today. What we need is a burden. We need compassion for lost people. I I believe that if we truly had a burden and a compassion and and a care for for our lost friends, God, God, just within the 70 minutes that you're sitting in here with us today, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people are breathing their last breath and, and, and we don't know their eternal destiny. And I, I, I'm just wondering if, 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 if that, listen, instead of some new word for the year and some new song that we're gonna sing, that, that, that ought to, to, to cause us the most excitement as the blood bought the redeemed is that we have something within us that your lost and dying friends and neighbors and colleagues, even your enemies, they need. And I'm just wondering if we'll be an Amos. Will we be burdened? For what we see. Listen, and it's, I know it's not easy. Witnessing and sharing our faith, it's, it's, it's hard work. I, 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 I get it. And I know that we don't save people, but I know that God is calling upon us as a church. Hey, would you guys just open your mouth and would you speak? But listen, it's not easy. It, it, it's hard. Hey, check this out. This whole thing called the Christian life is hard. You know that, right? It, it's difficult sometimes, isn't it? And and listen, when we invited Christ into our hearts, listen, he gave us this command 
to take up our cross and follow him. Luke 9, 23 says this, Jesus says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross. Oh, I hate that word. It's once a week, not enough. If you want to be my follower, take up your cross daily and follow me. Guys, this thing called the Christ life is not just some easy limousine ride to glory. In fact, this verse is the antithesis of, of lazy chair living, isn't it? It's work. It's difficult. It's hard. But Jesus says, listen, if you're going to follow me, you're going to tell people about me. He calls us fishers of men. Check this out. If you ain't fishing, you ain't following. That's not popular, but that's Bible. If you ain't fishing, you ain't following. Well, I'm glad I can make you mad today. It's my, it's my spiritual gift sometimes. I just wake up on the wrong side. Let's torque them off today, Jesus. But I want to invite you to stand with me because I want to read some verses of scripture over you as we close today. It's found, we looked at it earlier in Romans. It's, it's, it's further down in Romans chapter 10. It says this. Paul says, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they say they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless what? Someone tells them. Hey, listen, I know many of you say, man, that's why we invite our friends to church. Do you really? And if you do, praise God for that. But, but, but listen, some of them will never come here and you're with them. I will never get the opportunity to speak to some of your friends. You do. Tell them. How will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That's why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Hey, listen, can I tell you something I would love for 1910 church to be known for? A church of beautiful feet. How beautiful are the feet of those, the messengers of those who, how beautiful are their feet who bring good news. Can, can, can we be those people? If, if we really believe that he has no rival, he has no equal, now and forever, God, you reign. If we really believe that it's a beautiful name and a powerful name and a wonderful name, don't you just think that with the power of the Holy Spirit within you, you might just open your mouth. You can do it. And speak. Of Jesus. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? What would happen if 1,100 of us this way? Here's a challenge. You ready? Are you standing for this one? A challenge. I don't care if you, you can choose it or, or reject it. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. You do what you want to do. Here we go. Will you this week think of one person that you can tell your Jesus story to? 
will you share with them what Jesus has done in your life? Will you do that? You know what? Next week, every seat will be full because that's what's going to bring growth. Faith. People coming to faith. We got baptism scheduled for, for August the 11th, and we've got about 25 right now. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be way more than that. You know why? Because there's beautiful feet in this house. There's beautiful feet watching us online today. And we just believe in Jesus. Tell his story. Ministry team, come join me down front because my allergies are gnarly right now. Today we believe, and we're going to pray and dismiss, but but we believe that the Holy Spirit of God is still present with us today. And he wants to do a continued work in your life. Maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe there's a health declaration that's been given you. Maybe there's a financial stress or a setback. Hey, listen, our, our team stands down front every week because we, we believe that we are the hands and feet of the Holy Spirit of God. He's in us, remember? You shall receive power. The, listen, we, we don't change. We don't, we, we don't heal. We, 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 we don't change outcomes. God does that. But I'm just telling you, we believe that when we step out in faith and allow the Spirit to do a work through us, things happen. Amen. That's why these men and women are down front here today. They would be honored to pray with you and to encourage you. Maybe you're here today and say, you know what? I I need to bow the knee today and I need to say yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior today. Hey, that would bring them great delight as well to be able to pray that prayer with you. So Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for your presence here today. Has he been here? We know that when you're present, lives are transformed and changed. We know that when you're present, atmospheres are altered. We know that when you're present, outcomes or diagnosis or or things declared over us, they, 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 they change. You're able to do far more than we could ever dream or imagine. And you're with us right now. And so for the hurting person in this room today, there's comfort through Jesus. For the the, the, the dazed wanderer who's confused, listen, there's purpose and meaning through Jesus. For those that are hurting and afflicted, there's healing through Jesus. For for, for those who, who, who are dealing with fear and anxiety, oh, there is peace. Come on, somebody. In the name of Jesus. I pray that we not miss this moment you want to do in our lives now all for your glory it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray everybody said amen thank you guys you're dismissed